Welcome to The Whole View. I'm Stacey Toth of realeverything.com. I'm all about loving the skin you're in and being healthy inside and out. And I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne of thepaleomom.com. I believe that scientific literacy is the key to improving public health. Welcome back to The Whole View, episode 426, whereby we are taking a minute to just <laughs> catch our breath. Uh, yeah. The last few episodes have been quite dense, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we need to catch up, but we also need to give our listeners a chance to catch up because I know when I listen to podcasts and I expect them to be an hour and then they take longer than that, then I kind of get behind and out of my rhythm. So giving, giving everybody a little break after those super wonderful super long, <laughs> super informative last few podcasts. Yeah, I know um, when we finished recording last week, I was I was just, I found pulling together the research for last week's episode and then, you know, summarizing it, I, it was just so emotionally draining. I mean, I can imagine it was an emotionally draining episode to listen to, to as well. Like I, it was not, there was a whole lot of rays of sunshine in that one. Um, and so when we were sort of talking about like what, what topic to do next, I think we both went, um, Hey, how about we grab one of those, do one of those check-in style shows where we have an opportunity to, um, talk about all these little things that, um, are hard to sort of fit into these really big meaty topics. Um, and I love the idea of starting this episode with some feedback on some of our recent episodes. Cause we've gotten, uh, received we've, we've gotten is not good grammar. That is terrible. <laughs> uh, we have received, um, some very lovely emails. I'm shocked that you would be choosing to share positive feedback. I mean, we never do that. Never. We never, uh, it's, it's definitely not the secret to getting your question on the show. I, I do want to just take a minute. This is actually, this, this is going to become the soapbox show, I have a feeling. Uh-oh. Um, I feel like, I don't know, there was a part of me that like feels a little guilt when we do this. And then I'm reminding myself, and so I want to remind listeners that it is super important to be aware of and to listen to the positive feedback that you get in your life. I think so many times we focus on um, the negative things we hear or that we think about ourselves, right? Like it, it's mm-hmm. not even actually something you're getting from an outside source. Maybe you're just focusing on it because it's a personal belief that you have. And um, someone pointed out to me, I don't know how they figured this out, that I don't like my own Instagram photos that I like post them, but I don't like them. And this person was like, well, how do you expect other people to like your photo if you don't even like your photo? And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like it really Whoa. blew my brain that there was like this um, subtlety to supporting yourself and encouraging yourself and um, being being positive. And so I, I just, we joke about positive feedback being something that drives your questions. And while we love your positive feedback, um, it doesn't actually drive our show topics, as we've discussed on a dedicated <laughs> show before about how we choose show topics. Um, and I I just want to thank everyone who sends the positive feedback in because we, we know our number of downloads. We know how many of you are listening. And we don't hear from all of you, but if you continue to tune in, obviously you're you're feeling positive about it. So thank you for that. But even more so, when you send comments to us, when you post them, um, your positive reviews on whatever platform you're listening to us, and you engage in our social media in a in a meaningful way to help others find the show and be encouraged to spend their time. We all have such limited time. Um, it means the world to us. And so part of this is us embracing and and feeling good about (laughs) what we're doing, which is a good thing and something no one needs to feel badly about, but also in acknowledging you all for taking the time to do that and helping us be encouraged to continue to do the work that we're doing. Like I 
we can't thank you enough for that. And so part of this is reciprocal and part of this is just, it's okay to take a moment to feel good about yourself. In fact, I would encourage it. I'm going to take exactly that moment by reading Sophia's uh, email that she sent in to us. Uh, she writes, this is not an inquiry, but more of a comment for show 424. I love, love, love episodes like this one. I easily eat 30 or more various fruits and vegetables a week. The produce bill is very high and we have little to no waste. We eat and use all the vegetables. My main comment is, don't forget about sea vegetables like seaweed. I love tossing kombu, arame, wakame into soups and stews. I use sushi wraps, nori like, uh, like in a lettuce wrap around stir-fried zucchinis and baked fish. My husband is not as much a fan of seaweed as I am but I still find ways to add it to my food after meal prep. Thanks again for your show. I've been listening for years and still love and appreciate every show. Bomb. Sophia, drop in the mic. I'm sure there were hundreds of vegetables we didn't include. I mean, I went back later to document my food and found things, but the category of sea vegetables is such a good one. And um, I as our listeners might remember, I love to add sea vegetable as a sea salt on top of my food. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm all in with Sophia. Fist bumps and high fives. Yeah, we have, um, we have like, one of our staples in the house is um, like sea snack, um, the various, <laughs> like every flavor of sea snacks. Um, so we, I mean, for us, seaweed is like, uh, I feel like something salty, like snack food. Like it's, it's just one of the go-to things in the pantry at all times. So, um, yeah, I feel kind of embarrassed for, for, uh, missing sea vegetables. But as you said, Stacy, I mean that the great thing about that show was we could miss tons of different fruits and vegetables that are easy to find in chain grocery stores. And we still were able to list, I think it was like 80, 75 or 80 different fruits and vegetables by the end of it. Like when you pulled them together. Um, I think if you go back to the show notes, the whole list of, of all the different fruits and vegetables we talked about are actually um, in the show notes. So, um, so that was kind of a fun, I, I'm, I'm very, uh, given that that episode was inspired by the um, reaction to one of my social media posts about eating more diversity. Um, it was very, very wonderful to see that the show had, um, the, like my, my intended message of it's okay. It like, you got this, you can do it. It's not that scary. And so I'm, I'm really glad to see that that was oh, what people sure. got out of it. I uh, got so many comments from people saying that sounded ridiculous and they couldn't believe that number when they first saw it. And then they counted up just from their previous week, which let's be real, you're probably forgetting some things. Um, yeah. And we're in the high 20s as well, which is kind of where I landed um, just naturally as, you know, unintentionally when I went back and looked. And then last, the last two weeks, um, went with intention and counting ahead of time. And I have been over 30 each week. Like I counted it up as um, time was going on. So, uh, one week, Sarah, you would have been so proud of me. I went to the farmer's market and they had like a bajillion mushrooms. It was, I don't know, it's mm. mushroom season, I guess. And we made a mushroom soup that was so good. And I basically had a bowl every day and it had five or six different kinds of mushrooms in it. Um, so I, I thought of you every, every I, time I, I had that and all the varieties soup. of mushrooms in there. Um, but I also have been, as a result of people talking about this being something they want to do and feeling overwhelmed with picky eaters or um, not having a lot of time or not even knowing where to start. Um, I actually did a blog post yesterday sharing our meal plan. So if you're interested and you're trying to get to that 30, I literally outlined every dinner our family ate over the past two weeks, including links to recipes to show how you can get to 30 plus varieties of fruits and vegetables 
with essentially just dinner alone. It got us to like 26, 27 in those two weeks. And that wasn't wow. including like breakfast, lunch, fruit snacks, seaweed snacks, whatever you're going to yep. eat. Right. So um, if you want to feel more inspired, if you want to, you know, figure out things that you could add to your own family's menu. Um, I did post about that because I heard from so many people. I know you heard from so many people. And I think it's one of those things that we can feel really good about, right? Like no one disputes how good vegetables are. And we've talked about it um, so many times on the show, but feeling like I can do that, feeling like, okay, this is something I can control. This is something tangible. Let me go at it. So thank you, Sophia, for adding yet another thing that someone can do to add to that number on the list. Uh, So we also got an email from Ashley, and this was about episode 421. And Ashley wrote, I just wanted to write and say thank you for using they, them pronouns so easily when talking about Dr. Lindo Bacon on your most recent episode. I have a transgender child, and it means so much to me to hear how inclusive your speech was. You ladies are simply amazing all around. Thank you for everything you do. This is very kind, but I do feel like that needs to be the expectation. Like, I feel like this is one of those things where I'm like, well, of course, like, isn't that the bar? Like, you know, I, and I, I actually yeah. want to point out, like, Sarah, in your research, when you found Dr. Lindo Bacon, it was something you were very passionately about. And we talked about in the show notes, like, we need to be this, this is important. And it mattered to me that it was so important to you. And that I work with someone who cares and is thoughtful like that. And I just, I feel like that is the intent with our show to care about the health and wellness of everyone. And if we're not being respectful of certain groups of people, how can we expect them to be well? Yeah, I, um, you know, when I was digging into uh, Dr. Lindo Bacon's work um, and saw um, that their pronouns were they, them, there in their um, about page. I, I made sure to put in a note in our in our outline just because I feel like, um, you know, we've talked about on this show many times about respect and listening to others. And um, and I feel like it's it's just a it's a basic f- form of respect and acknowledging another human being to use the pronouns that they associate with, that they identify with. And so I'm, um, I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad that that was meaningful for Ashley. But again, like, as you said, Stacy, I think it's, it, at this point, it should really just be, I, I know for a lot of people, it's, um, it, it requires intent, um, to use, pronouns outside of the binary, uh, gender pronouns. And, um, and I know that it, it requires some effort, but I think that's effort that's really important because it is acknowledging the, um, the identity of that person. And, um, and it's showing, it's, it's a very basic way to show respect. Um, and so, I, I do want to sort of encourage all of our listeners to be pronoun aware, right? To be, to be gender identity aware. I think that is a, um, it is a really important thing to be able to be inclusive in our society. And, um, and it's something that I've tried very hard to teach my children. We've had many conversations, um, about sexual orientation as well as gender identity. And, um, and I mean, I'm fairly confident that my children are cisgendered heterosexuals, but I think it's really important for them to understand that just because that is, uh, again, we're sort of talking about the difference between average and normal, right? Just because it's more common does not mean it is uh, the only thing that's normal or the only thing, right? So I think that's something that we've we've had a lot of conversations with in in our household. and And it's been part of um, also our advocacy for the Black Lives Matter movement has also been advocacy for all marginalized groups, including the LGBTQ plus community. So um, I'm glad that was meaningful for Ashley. Um, but again, I uh, like like you, Stacey, um, I think this is something that um, we can all 
put some effort into. And if we make a mistake, if we say the wrong thing, it's okay to acknowledge that and correct or apologize, right? Like that is, that is the respect that we would want if someone referred to us in the wrong way and we can impart that upon others. So, um, one of the things that I've noticed with my kids is how frequently people in their lives ask them if they have a girlfriend, because I have boys, and I actually will say, you're assuming that they're interested in girls. Have you asked them that? <laughs> <laughs> and like the person will, you know, the look on their face and I'm like, I mean, they could be, they could not be. I don't know. You're making an assumption. Did you ask? And, and most people are kind of like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I was making that assumption, right? And it doesn't mean they're a bad person or whatever, you know, it's just I think that there are things that we can do and be aware of to be kind and help those around us live their emotional well-being, best, healthy life. And while a lot of that comes in the form of what we talk about on the show, nutrient density and lifestyle, there's also a huge emotional impact when it comes to stress and um, emotional health that we cannot forget because it really does impact health and wellness. So um, I appreciate Ashley acknowledging and reaching out, but I also appreciate, Sarah, that this is something that um, you and I have incorporated and part of why it was important for us to be the whole view, right? All right, one last comment, and this is from Donna, and it was regarding episode 419. And Donna starts, I do not enjoy listening to podcasts at all, so I never do it. However, this topic interested me enough, so I made myself listen to it. Now I am hooked, truly hooked. What an excellent podcast. Next, I listened to one on Amber Glasses, and now I'm on to my third podcast. The whole view is excellent. Tonight, I'm going to check out the Amber Glasses recommendation to help with my rather severe insomnia, and I sat in front of my light box today. I bought this thing months ago and had yet to take it out of the box until I listened to the podcast. Suffice it to say that the podcasts are very motivating and educational. On top of that, they're also quite enjoyable. Oh, Donna. I'm so, like, I got a little flushed in the face, and I, I don't know. That one got to me. Thank you. That was so kind and nice. And I, I mean, we turned a non-podcast listener into a podcast listener. That's, like, oh, that's a win. That's a special, special little moment there. Okay. I'm verklempt. Um, how are you doing? <laughs> um. For checking in. How's it going? Yeah, checking in. I so I um I feel like this is the the thing about 2020 is that it really seems to require pretty continuous adaptation. And in all honesty, some days that rolling with the punches is easier than others. And so, um, you know, I've, I've slept well the last couple of nights. I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um, but I can tell you that I've had some pretty <laughs> gloomy storm clouds above my head all day, days lately. And I think one of the things that's been really um, helpful for me is that um, I, I'm, I'm, my puppy is now at a, at a phase where I can actually get closer to like normal work days in without, she's getting actually good at hanging out, which is wonderful. Doesn't require undivided attention at all waking hours. And so, um, I've been able to like dig into, uh, some big projects a little bit more. And that has actually been really helpful too, because I think part of the challenge for me over the last, five and a half months that we've had the puppy during a pandemic with all of the, all of the other things happening in the world right now, um, has been the, the part of my brain that absolutely loves doing research and loves writing and just like, you know, the the reason why I do this is because it is like feeding my brain. My brain is happiest when I get to, to do that kind of work. And so, um, I've kind of missed, 
I've, I've missed really being able to dig into new information. And so what I'm doing now, um, so as an update on the gut microbiome books, um, our listeners probably know this, but I'll, I'll summarize in case it got missed. Um, the pandemic ended up putting a giant pause button on, um, the planned, my plans for publication of the gut microbiome book. And so what I decided to do was, um, you know, I was sort of like racing towards the finish line to wrap up um, some of the the remaining topics. What I decided to do was um, take all of this like huge amount of information and put it into two ebooks. So the Gut Health Guidebook and the Gut Health Cookbook. Um, and really, you know, once I realized that we were talking about maybe a year and a half or even two years now before publication, whereas I thought um, I thought that these books were going to come out in 2020. Um, <laughs> earlier this year, um, I decided uh, I just didn't. I didn't want. I didn't want everyone to have to wait for this information. There's, but just been so much really important um, research that I've uncovered in in this deep dive into the gut microbiome research. And we've talked about a ton of it on this show, but it was really important to sort of package it up in that very methodical way. Um, in in book format, right? There's, there's that long format of communication is very different than a blog post or a social media post or a podcast, which I consider all of these to be short format, right? So a podcast is a little bit better than a, a blog post, right? I can go through about the same amount of blog posts versus podcast. And obviously those I can go through more than a social media post, but it still has, it, it can't hold a candle to the depth that I can get into in long format, which is books. And so, um, or I guess online courses would also be another sort of long format type um, educational resource. And so I basically dropped everything to completely like reorganize the books to make them make sense in ebook format um, and pull together, you know, the missing pieces that I still hadn't gotten to, to be able to complete the, it's basically all of the diet and lifestyle stuff from the future imprint books. And so what I'm doing now is I'm getting back to, you know, what I was doing the beginning of this year of wrapping up these last topics. So the, the things that are coming in the imprint books that are not in the eBooks are like discussions on, uh, supplements, drugs, um, environmental exposures, uh, think right plastics and things like that. Um, there's a much more in-depth, um, chapter on, um, how the gut microbiome influences the gut barrier and the gut immune system. And then there's a very in-depth chapter linking specific strains of bacteria to various chronic, to basically every chronic illness. And so there's, you know, it's, it's, they are expanded, right? So the imprint books will be bigger, even though the, the eBooks are, I know they're enormous. The, Gut Health Guidebook is over 300 pages, and the Gut Health Cookbook is over 400 pages. They're they're huge for for ebooks. Um, so what I'm doing now is I'm I'm going back to to you know wrapping up these these last few topics, and that it just it's really um, it's really nice, especially now that I'm doing this um, without a, a deadline. Also feels like lower stress, which is good, um, and. Hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll keep everybody updated. Um, but the, the next step, once these are, are wrapped up, is, um, is uh, shopping them around and um, uh, developing a new plan for publication. So um, uh, that's, that's, that's the big thing I'm working on. And then uh, I'm also preparing the next AIP lecture series, which is going to start January 18th. Um, when this episode goes live, the cart will be open and there will be early bird pricing until November 1st, 2020, um, in case you're listening to this at some other time. Um, and so uh, I think, again, I'm my, my plan right now is, again, to only teach one session next year like I did this year. Um, so if you uh, missed out on the 2020 session, um, this is your chance for 2021 and I am offering diversity and inclusion scholarships this year. Um, so those are to um, uh, BIPOC, LGBTQ+, and people with disabilities. So um, so the information on the scholarships is right on the main landing page for the course. So you can find that just by 
uh, going to my website and scrolling down to um, the education uh, section. I thank you. I, I was going to say, I don't know what I was going to say, but um, I, I appreciate taking the things that we've learned and applying it to your business practices. And I'm very inspired, honestly. Like, I don't need to like <laughs> praise you for doing really what we need to be doing anyway, but I'm like, oh, Sarah, um, good job implementing change. And that's what we need. I, 2020. That's the theme of this year. Remember, let's learn, remember, let's learn from our hardships. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, again, I think this is a year about adaptation, but it's, for me, it's, it feels good to be, um, back on the longer, like the trajectory that I felt like I started this year with, which was like, oh, I, I've got this going and this going and this going, and they're going to happen in this order, right? Like I'm a, I'm a planner. I'm a super, I'm sure our listeners are shocked. Um, but I'm, I, I plan and I, um, you know, I have my two month plan and my one year plan and my five year plan and my 20 year plan, right? Like I just, I, I, I tend to map things out and that doesn't mean that it's not fluid and it can't shift in response to things. It's just, feels like 2020 has been a lot more adjustment than following the trajectory. Um, so it feels good to be um, entering back into FAs, especially with, you know, the, there's no travels, there's no conferences coming up. And those tend to always, um, uh, it's not just the prep for the event, but it, it's the recovery afterwards. So it's, you know, they, they tend to like punctuate my year by, by putting a big pause on everything that I have that I, you know, like I've got big things that I want to, um, to accomplish from a health education perspective. Right. So getting this gut microbiome information to, to permeate health conscious communities, I think is so, so important because it's so relevant to how all of us are making our day-to-day choices. And, um, and so it feels good to, to feel like I'm back on the, the previously mapped out trajectory, even if it, you know, you think of like a parabola and how something would normally follow, right? This is, oh, this is diving into physics nerd, but just hang on. Um, it feels like things just went jaggedy, tangled mess all over the place for most of this year. And it feels good to have like found that initial track again. And I don't know how long staying on this track will last. I am ready to adapt to the next curveball thrown my way. Um, but it, it feels good to be like, okay, like here's, here's how my year started and I'm back here. Um, and in the meantime, I was able to create, um, like some, a really in-depth, um, resource to be able to get this information out. So, um, yeah, the gut health guidebooks, I'm, I'm, they're, they're epic. They're, I mean, they're by far the biggest eBooks I've ever created. And, um, and I'm really, they've had just tremendous feedback. So I'm really, really proud of how they came together. And, um, and now it's just a question of like getting that, uh, rounding out that, that information and then getting it into even more people's brains. I love that your tangent was like a physics nerd out and mine was like a self-love soapbox I think it really Mm -hmm. speaks volumes to our personalities I said parabola um so that's 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 my how's life how's your life how's how's all the things going for you these days if you could see my face I'm like scratching my head and bunching (laughs) my eyeballs and um you know when we talked about our COVID updates last week. I think I mentioned like this, you know, roller coaster of emotional frustration we're all feeling with mm-hmm. the realization that this is not ending anytime soon, which I actually knew before the kids went back to school that like they would, it would be throughout the school year. Like, you know, people were talking about yeah. them going back right before or after the holidays or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> that's that's not happening um and um you know to see the cases rise in the country right now 
is only more um, pointing that out to me, right? Like what, what I knew was coming, but I really didn't want to admit was coming. And I, you know, I am home with the kids. Have I said this before enough yet? Um, that like, I have not been the, the primary caretaker for my children for their entire lives, short of my maternity leave, that my husband was a stay-at-home dad. And um, it has been a journey that now yeah. the roles he fill, filled, like making dinner, um, are something that we're navigating together and that, you know, I'm, I have a full-time job that I need to do during the day, but I'm also mm-hmm. a virtual teacher and, um, and he's not here to help most of the time. And so I'm still adjusting to that. I am yeah. still, um, I don't know if I'm not accepting change. I don't, I don't know what's happening it's in terms so of like much. the it's grief It's so cycle. much change. It's so much change that we're being, like, I think um, it's, we all miss normal. Um, but it's not just that. It's It's in order to not just put everything, like, I mean, we can't just put our entire lives on, on pause, right? Like things need to keep going. And in order to do that, there's so much adjustment that needs to happen. Um, so I, I'm going to say it's, it's not resistance to change. It's just, it's so much change. It's so, it's so much adaptation that it's a lot. Yeah. I think, you know, for us to, um, just to kind of give a foster update, taking on um, the training process, Mm -hmm. the paperwork, becoming foster parents, and then bringing a kiddo into the home um, for about three months. And then the, the process of someone you're attached to leaving your home, all of those things are in and of themselves, huge change, let alone amidst um, our family dynamics that have changed in terms of like Matt working and me at home, as well as like a global pandemic. Um, You know, just even the little things of like meal planning was different with another kiddo in the house because this is someone who is, you know, a teenager who has not grown up eating the same things that my kids have grown up eating and like, how do we manage that? And, um, anyway, so, um, kiddo is, as I just mentioned, no longer, um, with us. We said goodbye a few weeks ago and I really took some time with the family, um, after that to kind of get back because, I realized one of the things that I needed to learn from that lesson was um, not just focusing so much on the kiddo. I I know for me personally, um, I was, I had a desire to um, help kiddo acclimate and be successful as much as possible, which is obviously very important. But I think I also missed um, that critical element of spending time with all the kids one-on-one the way I've always done and Mm -hmm. needing to do a better job of that. And so there was some catch up and processing we all needed to do as far as, um, that being a life-changing experience, like it, and that's what I wanted out of fostering. I, I want to continue to help more children and to help my children understand, um, the privilege that we have and the love that we share is not, um, it's, it is special, right? It is, it is something to be treasured and it is something to recognize as a gift that we get to spend time together, that we have safety, that we have security, that we, we have all the things that are really truly important in life and that we can, try to give that and share with others. And so um, a lot of my time over the past 
month has been really processing all that. And, you know, even something as simple as like we were sitting at dinner last night and we were eating something that kiddo would not have been a fan of. Uh, We were having uh, clams with spaghetti squash as like, you know, linguine clam Mm -hmm. pasta. And um, Cole is not a huge fan of squash. Like it's just not his favorite vegetable. And we don't intentionally buy it because we know it's not his favorite. But at the same time, like squash is a huge category of vegetables. And sometimes, you know, we eat things that aren't your favorite. And my kids just know that that's the case. And we're respectful of the fact that it's not his favorite. And he needs to be respectful of the fact that sometimes that's what we get in our CSA box and we're going to eat it. Um, And so we were kind of talking about how, how we thought kiddo would have reacted and, um, you know, how Cole is able to recognize that it's what a luxury that we have that we get to make a healthy um, homemade meal and that we all get to sit together at the table and eat it. And like just that in and of itself is something that we need to appreciate. And so I think, you know, when I get caught up in all of the change and the stress of the world, I try to come back to the things that I can control the things that I can appreciate and the things that I want to impart upon my children to appreciate, you know, finding common ground with people, finding, looking um, for the positives, not assuming the worst, being solution oriented, like all of these things are lessons that we incorporate into every aspect of our life, including, you know, from the dinner that's on the table to larger things like bringing a foster kid into our home. So, um, I would say things are going well, relatively. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel good about what's happening, but it's also not easy. Um, you know, it's it's hard emotional work, and that's a good thing. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't feel like we're doing our job as parents if our kids come out of a global pandemic without, like, having some sort of um, emotional change in reaction, right? Like what can we do? What can the next generation do to better the planet and to, and to learn a lesson from what we've gone through so that their children might not have the same impact that they experienced. And, um, those, those are just my, my guiding, my guiding feelings these days. Um, so speaking of positive things, like switching gears, um, I so I mentioned trying to focus on the positive. One of the things that I do want to update everybody of when we recorded the um, non-toxic, safer, um, cosmetic California Bill podcast. I don't even remember what we called it. Um, it was just a few shows ago when I talked about those bills being on the governor's desk and having um, just waiting to be executed and put into action. I do want to let everyone know that that has happened, that California is changing the course, um, of the trajectory of the, the products in our country. And I just, um, I, I try, I actively try to not make (laughs) our podcast a a commercial for the work that I do. Uh, but I, I do want to just say that, you know, it is absolutely because of the work that Beauty Counter did to lobby California that that went into place. Would it have happened without them? Maybe. But um, I do know that both from, you know, anyone who's supported me through that measure or who's texted um, or written or called or visited their legislatures to, to make it happen, I just want to thank you because um, it it will change the country like it it is incredible and we talked about that not happening until 2021 for disclosure and I think it was 2025 for formulation changes Mm -hmm. but um imagine how much safer like the next generation of children will be with formulas from the time that they're a baby that won't have some of these known carcinogens and hormone disrupting chemicals and all the different things that we talked about on that podcast. So um, I want to thank everyone for that support. It's also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So it's a really great time to talk to the people in 
your life about how these things matter. And there's lots of safer options. We've talked about them on the show. Um, it's just the reason that I have made Beauty Counter my business is because it is the mission of putting safer products into the hands of everyone. Like to me, that is the most essential. It's not just those who have access or, you know, who who can make those choices financially um, or with that knowledge that they have, which um, not everybody in this country is aware of or has the means to access. And so, making these changes through the laws and regulation are how we really can make a difference and and change everybody's life. So I just want to thank our listeners for that support and, um, you know, just keep, keep going because it was just in California and hopefully we'll see changes across the country, but I'm sure that there will be some countries or some companies that make exception and try to have a different formula for the rest of the country than California and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So we just need to keep doing the work. Um, but overall positive for sure. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, um, I think that wraps up this, this, uh, sort of check-in style show from us. Um, I'm, I know that we've got, uh, a really good list of some really interesting questions to dig into, um, for future episodes. Um, but it was, uh, I want to sort of thank our listeners for, indulging us with, uh, letting us do these occasional shows where we, we get to just give some updates on our projects and our lives and, um, you know, talk about current events and, um, take a bit of a brain break this week. Um, so we can be back refreshed and ready to tackle some, something cool, something cool. We'll have something really cool next week. I, I'm not sure if this is allowed. Sarah, you might, you might make Matt delete this later. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, ready. So I have gotten many, many questions that I want to assure our listeners that it is on our list to talk about collagen. Like we, we're already doing the research on helping you understand what to look for in quality collagens that we would recommend without like going into brands and all that kind of stuff to teach you how to read labels and to learn more. Yeah, Stacy, I'm going to, uh, so I actually have been doing nothing but researching collagen for the last three days. Um, I assure you listeners it's happening. Like stop it sending is, me emails. <laughs> I am actually working on a, on a, on a blog post. Um, because the the blog post podcast topic combo works really well for me in terms of organizing the information and, and my thoughts. Um, it's uh, yeah, we can do that. It's 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 uh, I did not realize how collagen peptides are actually extracted and produced. So it's going to be a fun episode. And then we'll all change products. It's that's what's gonna happen. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah. great! Super, I know it's super jazzed about that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I um, like literally I have a whole separate um, window open with about fifteen different tabs of all collagen <laughs> papers, and then also I think I have like six papers open in Adobe. Um, Acrobat and I have a word document like this is on my desktop right now. This is literally what I'm working on. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, very interesting how, um, how big this industry is and, um, how reading labels is not necessarily, um, there's a lot going on in the production that, is not being disclosed on labels. So let's talk. Yes, that is on the to-do list for a upcoming episode. Let me finish the research first. There's, there's still more for me to learn. Now I'm thinking I want to take that off the docket and just live in my. <laughs> in yeah, my it's, uh, it's, it's not, a, it's not, it's, it's. Uh, <sighs> so uh, here's the thing is we promise you that we will um, share information that's driven by science, even when it is um, 
not necessarily what we want to hear or even what we might have mentioned before. And it sounds like this is going to be one of those. So look forward to a uh, science bridge show on that when it is all pulled <laughs> together. But I just wanted yeah. to, I mean, I have gotten so many requests I know. for us. To I have two. So. I have two, which is why I started digging into the research on it. And, um, and again, like that's all I've worked on for the last three days. Um, and so, and it's, to do, you know, to just give our listeners a sort of window into um, those really in-depth science blog posts that I write um, tend to be anywhere between like 20 and 40 hours of like research and writing that goes goes into them. Um, they, they, you know, it takes me a long time to really, you know, I'm trying to dig into the full body of scientific literature and really represent it as objectively as possible. And, um, and so... Um, so depending on what else I'm like, what else I'm trying to balance in a week, um, you know, I also, right. Like, as I mentioned, I'm also trying to carve out time for, um, getting back into the gut microbiome books and preparing the next session of the AIP lecture series. So, um, probably I'm a, at least, I don't know if we can do this next week is what I'm trying to say. Um, this is, you know, I want to make sure that my research is really complete so that as we dig into it, I have the full picture to give you. So um, I often will have two or three topics like this kind of percolating at any one time. Um, but right now I'm, yeah, I'm very focused. I, this, just the stuff that I just uncovered day before yesterday, I, I, uh, it, it really changed my, um, my perspective on, on, uh, certain collagen products. And I think that's going to be really important information to share with our listeners. But again, I need, <laughs> I need probably at least two weeks to actually finish that research. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to do it right. As I'm sure our listeners are, I just wanted to kind of give everybody an update that we hear you. We're aware we're working on it. Um, and I also want to remind our listeners that if you are interested in more shows like this, where you kind of hear more from us in a natural chatty sort of way um, that we do a follow-up to each show now over on Patreon where we um, give it to you the real real. <laughs> we talk about what we really thought after each show and um, so you can subscribe to Patreon for a very low monthly fee to get access to each of those shows. And now that it's weekly, you could essentially just pop over after listening to this show to listening to the next one. Um, that's the follow on to it. So we should be, I say the word should intentionally um, <laughs> caught up by the time this show goes live so that um, you're, you're hearing, you can hear the follow up to all that. Um, I am the, not the, un the unfiltered, what we really think bonus audio. Yes. I'm not the expert on how people do that, though. Sarah, do you know how people do that? So if you go to patreon.com slash the whole view, Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the whole view. You'll have basically a landing page that has a join button. Uh, you click to join, um, you go through, you fill out the forms, and then you get basically to, it's like a, like a social media page-ish um, that is, you know, you'll see our pretty pictures um, and uh, the logo for the podcast. Um, and then now we're posting the video. It's basically like on a like, be kind of like the equivalent of like a Facebook page it's in like a main sort of feed and then you can click and listen to it right in there. So basically you're going through a, a web browser and you can listen at, right in logged in with Patreon. And then after that, when you log in, you can, you might want to, you know, Patreon is a great way to, to um, help support lots of creatives. So you can um, go into your account and you can see all of the different creatives that you support. And then to basically like click on their page. You can send us messages in there. You can submit questions to the podcast in there. Um, so there's a way to, to um, message privately or comment publicly on any one of our posts in there. So it's um, it's a great way to um, get bonus audio content, but also uh, a great way to get questions in front of us really quickly too. I, 
I'm glad that you mentioned it's a great way to support a whole bunch of creatives because I do know um, <laughs> that there there's a particular YouTuber that the boys wanted to support who, who does um, creative electronic um, builds and like we're Patreon members for him and then I know Matt's Patreon member for like a dozen different podcasts um, that he listens to and supports and I love the idea of um, being supportive of the people that you listen to because it does allow us to have shows where we don't necessarily have a sponsor um, because as our listeners know we only um, choose sponsors that we genuinely use and um, recommend and so that will always continue. <laughs> but um, this is a way to su- to support us even when there aren't ads and stuff like that. So um, plus, it's our fam. It's our really, it's our, it, if you feel, if you feel like we're besties and you just, you know, love the banter and it gives you the warm fuzzies, that's what you're going to get over there because it's, it's who we are. It's what we really think. And it's the it's warm fuzzies with fun. a with a few f-bombs thrown in Sarah's occasionally cursing, though it's it's quite you know actually I have a I have a favorite new one to share in patreon room I only think there's episode. one episode where you didn't because anyway you'll have to go listen to find <laughs> out more thank you for being here thank you for always being supportive and tuning in and giving us positive feedback and all of the wonderful warm fuzzies that we get from you. Um, I can't thank you enough. And um, genuinely from our hearts as we try to do our best stumbling through 2020 with you. Um, Thank you so much. And we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening. Do you love the whole view podcast? We'd love for you to leave us a review wherever you listen and share a podcast with your friends and family. And did you know that you can now get exclusive behind the scenes content on Patreon for less than the price of an almond milk matcha a month? Your Patreon membership supports us and gets you access to a monthly bonus episode. But not for kids ears because our bonus content is explicit. You can find us as the whole view on Patreon for our real unfiltered thoughts on this week's episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.